Welcome to the Limitless Healing Podcast, where everyone is welcome to take a front row seat and listen in on inspiring conversations, stories of healing, and action steps to help you live your best life. My name is Colette Brown, and I am passionate about all things wellness, mind, body, soul, inspired by my own personal transformation from unwell and not knowing where to turn to thriving and flourishing and motivated to help you do the same. I share this platform with medical doctors, wellness practitioners, chronic illness survivors, meditation and mindfulness gurus, innovators of products from food to technology and more. Think of it as a one-stop shop for wellness resources where you can listen to professionals from around the world to help you thrive. Join me Mondays and Wednesdays while sipping a cup of tea or making your favorite meal as we explore the world of wellness together. This is the Limitless Healing Podcast. Life sometimes throws us curveballs that we must navigate, but ladies, life will definitely throw us menopause. Having gone through her own journey at the age of 44, trying to understand her body, she launched Glow Menopause Solutions, where she provides valuable information and products to help give us the tools we need for peri and post-menopause. It is a pleasure to welcome Amy Meyer. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. Wonderful to be here with you. It's so good to be here. And I'm really happy because from what I understand, I'm in perimenopause right now. And there's a lot of talk about it, which I'm happy. There needs to be more talk about it. And But this is such an important time to even spread it even more because we need to normalize the conversation. Yes. I think our kids need to know about it. We're going to get into all that. But first, we want to get to know you a little bit. So yes. Amy, tell me about where you grew up and maybe a favorite childhood memory of yours. Oh, gosh. So I grew up in upstate New York. It was just me and my mom, only child, single parent home. And I think those were just my favorite memories, just mm. me and my mom hanging out, uh, taking the bus around the city, doing different things. I used to love to go to Brown Brown. I don't know if that's a restaurant chain anyway. Okay. They had a little arcade and just these fun family meals. And yeah, I think just I had a, a great childhood. And those are just all happy memories for me. Amazing. Okay. So you had a great childhood. And then where did that take you when you graduated? So I lived in upstate New York. My after college, I went to college in Albany, which was about 20 minutes from where I grew up. So we stayed very close. And then I had a few friends move out to the Boston area and I would go visit them on the weekends and, and stay out there. And I'm like, this is really cool. I love it out here. I had a friend who started a job where he was doing a lot of traveling. And I said, I'm giving you my resume because that sounds like so much fun. And my job took me out to the Boston area and I worked in software implementation and sales for about 24 years, mm. did a lot of traveling until I got completely burned out with that. <laughs> it burns yeah. you out. Yes. <laughs> it burns you out. The glamour is not so shiny anymore after a while. So Yep. Yep. That's so true. Yeah. Been there, done that as well. <laughs> we have that in common. And yeah. that, by the way, that doesn't bode well with, with menopause because- like yeah. putting all that stress on your body is just not healthy. So where do you find yourself around the time of 
when you're in perimenopause or you're, you've gone through menopause, what does that look like for you? So I went into menopause. I was fully postmenopausal at age 44. So last period at 43, I really had no idea what that meant for me. I went to my doctor and she said that because my great grandmother had breast cancer, that I was not a candidate for hormone replacement therapy. So that really just left me on my own to try and figure out how do I manage this? There was That was really the end of the discussion. And I think there was a study done years ago, the WHI study, where it was really flawed. They did this study and sounded the alarms that estrogen causes breast cancer. And those that study has been debunked, but I still think there's a lot of misinformation and people are scared. Even doctors are still scared to prescribe uh, hormone replacement therapies. For me, it was just, okay, you're postmenopausal. Now what? And it just left me on my own. Like you said, there's a lot of talk now about menopause, mm-hmm. but even six, seven years ago, it wasn't the case. So um, um, did you have children? Yes. So I had uh, one daughter and it's funny because I was actually trying to get pregnant again and having a lot of trouble. I did three rounds of IVF. I only had one egg retrieved, which luckily for me, it happened to to work and I, I have my son. But now I look back and realize, oh, it's because I was going through menopause. And yeah, I had one egg. And up. what? But how old were you when you were doing that? Close to 40. I turned okay. 40 when, when I had him. Yeah. Now I, I look back I'm like, of course, no wonder I had so much trouble. I was in the beginning stages of menopause. It makes a lot of sense now. It's really, it's fascinating. And is there an average age of menopause? So again, making sure you understand that's an average people can go later or yeah. earlier, but in, in the United States, it's 51. Okay. So the time leading up to that, so perimenopause, it could start 10 years before that. So when you can still be having a period, but having hot flashes or other symptoms of menopause. Although that's the average age, people like me who go earlier, or some people even yeah. earlier than that, they're surgically induced menopause. Someone has a has their ovaries removed for a hysterectomy or, hysterectomy. or other um, procedures. Sometimes if you have chemotherapy or other treatments, it causes you to go into to early menopause. There's a wide variety of ages. Wow. And uh, yeah, I had a conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago and she went into menopause at 38 and she said it was normal for her family. And so luckily for her, she had the history of her family and they talked about it. But I would say that in my experience, it's women usually in their late forties, early fifties that are going through it. And yay. Like you said, if you were born with ovaries, you are going to go through menopause. It, yeah. It's unavoidable. Some people might not have as bad of symptoms as someone else and everyone's journey is different, but yeah, we're all going to go through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's important to have this dialogue and to actually talk to our children about it as well. And I know that my mom didn't, it wasn't until now that I'm perimenopausal. I say, mom, like, how was your experience with it? And we had a conversation about it and she didn't even know she it was a pretty funny story, but they were in, I don't know, in, in the Midwest, in the middle of winter, it was probably zero degrees. And she was saying that she was telling my dad that the, the heater is broken. Like it's heating up the room and the thermostat is wrong. And she opens the door and she's like trying to get cold air to come in. And she said, my dad who runs hot 
was hiding under a blanket saying it's cold. And she's, <laughs> and that was the only, that was the first moment that I realized, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it must be me. And I think she went and took a ice bath or something and tried yeah. to cool herself off. And so it was pretty funny, but to be able to know that you're going to be going through this and to have kind of a, a dialogue about like when it's happening with your children so that they can understand and that they can support you. Because I can tell you that I have emotions, like I'm an emotional person, but I'll hear a sad story and I'll cry. I'm yeah. just, I I'm anyway emotional, but I'm extra emotional. So it helps them. Like they'll come over and just hug me or pat my shoulder and say, it's okay, mom. <laughs> yeah. Like you think there's, there's all kinds of books about puberty and what to expect when your body's yeah. changing and, and during pregnancy, what to expect mm -hmm. when you're expecting, but there's mm -hmm. no, again, now there's more resources, books and, and places you can learn about menopause, but yeah, there was never a guide like, here's what to expect during menopause. And, you know, it just yeah. leaves a lot of people wondering what is going on. Am I going crazy or what is happening? Yeah. Okay. So tell me if you don't want to do hormone replacement or you can't, what are some of the options around that that are natural that women can do for different symptoms? And why don't you first tell us what are some of the symptoms just to give you a oh, I could be perimenopausal no matter what your age as a woman, as you're getting older and you don't know yet, but you might have some like telltale signs of when you are getting into perimenopause. Yeah. So first let me start. I am not a clinician. I am someone who went through menopause. Mm -hmm. I think your first start should be talking to your provider because mm -hmm. you could be a candidate for hormone replacement therapy. I think again, now they're seeing that there are some risks depending on your background and your medical history, but it is a viable option for a lot of women. So I think that's a first avenue. But other than that, again, there are people maybe who don't want to take it or it's contraindicated. Um, I think being able to talk with your provider again about are there supplements, are there other things that, that you can take? As far as symptoms, I think there's honestly 80 different symptoms, right? You think when you think of menopause, you think of hot flashes, night sweats. There's also brain fog. In perimenopause, your period's going to change. That could be the first maybe telltale sign. Your periods are longer. They're shorter. They're heavier. They're lighter. They're just <laughs> completely irregular. Mood swings. We talk about crying when when a commercial comes on. Maybe you open the fridge and you're out of coffee creamer and you know, <laughs> sends you into a rage and then it sends you into tears. There's these mood swings. And then the completely random thing like people talking about electric shocks or their itchy ears or ringing in their ears. I got in, insomnia is that's something I struggle with. There's honestly so many symptoms. And if it's something that you are consistently feeling and you're like, wow, what? I don't know what this is. Definitely reach out to your provider and see if there's something you can do. But as far as the whole reason I started Glow Menopause Solutions was for people who are hitting midlife and they're having these symptoms. And if they're not on hormone replacement therapy or if they are, but they also want another alternative, whether that's plant-based or something organic and non-toxic to just help manage symptoms. Yeah. Okay. So what are, what are some products? I know that you have a magnesium cream. Yes. Tell me what that does. Yes. So the nighttime magnesium cream, it's 
made by a company called Magnum Solus is actually our number one seller. We just had, I just had to order restock. We sold our hundredth jar and then that kind of triggered some more sales. So that is a magnesium cream that's good for topical absorption. And that helps with joint pain, with uh, sore muscles, put it on before bed. And that really helps you sleep. I think magnesium is a wonderful supplement. It helps with so many different things. We also have a sleep support supplement. I take that almost nightly. It's magnesium glycinate, which helps with reducing anxiety, calm, and again, helping you sleep. That's made also with passion flower. Um, I think there's only four ingredients in that. So again, it's very clean. I like to research all the ingredients, make sure there's clinical efficacy. Have they done any clinical studies? Are all the ingredients non-toxic? Looking at the environmental working group and making sure that those ingredients are clean. We also have another magnesium supplement called the Glow Down, and that is a powder. I mix that with tart cherry juice and seltzer to make a bedtime mocktail. Oh. I drink that a couple times a week as well. Okay. Uh, and what is in the tart cherry that is beneficial? Tart cherry juice is wonderful for sleep. So that has natural melatonin and tryptophan, thing that's like in Turkey that makes you sleepy. Yeah. yeah. So that's a wonderful, yeah, a wonderful way to to have those natural benefits as well. Interesting. I know I have a friend that's uh, Persian and they often will have a tart cher- cherry drink after dinner. Yeah. Yep. Like a little, it's a little shot in a sense. They'll mix it with water and but that's interesting. But there, the other cultures, they probably don't even know what all the benefits are. It's just that's what we do. Yeah, just part of yeah. And but it's yeah. interesting to learn the why behind it. So yeah, that's really interesting. I'm sure that's delicious. I'd like to it, try it. It is. It's a sleep. Yeah, sleepy girl mocktail. Sleepy girl. <laughs> so on my website, you can shop by symptom. So for example, hot flashes and night sweats, there's a patch that's made with um, hemp and black cohosh. There is a cooling spray. There is a tea that's made with other organic ingredients to, to help hot flashes. There is a menopause essential supplement. So I want to give people different options. So maybe mm-hmm. if you don't like to take pills, you can use the patch or drink the tea. So it's all about giving people a variety. And again, many of them are plant-based and organic. Yeah, that's important. Definitely. Yeah. And that, that leads me into how does our lifestyle routine play into menopause? Being able to put nutrition, sleep, and exercise, right? Those are things we should be doing over the course of your lifetime anyway. Yeah. But sleep is huge, and especially in menopause and perimenopause, sleep dysregulation is a big symptom that people deal with. So whether you're on hormone replacement therapy and and taking a progestin to to help with your sleep or taking a supplement, sleep really helps regulate um, the rest of your body. Doing weight-based exercise, so Mm -hmm. good for your bones. Because I did not take estrogen, was part of hormone therapy for years, I did not realize I was losing bones. So although I was lifting heavy weights and running and doing these weight-bearing exercises, I lost a lot of bone. I now have osteoporosis. So I think it's important to 
make sure that you're talking to your doctor about best ways to supplement with that, but continuing weight bearing exercise. So it's not just about cardio guys. It's Mm -hmm. being thin is not being healthy. So make sure that you're taking care of your muscles and your bone and, and lifting heavy to protect, protect your bone and nutrition. So getting enough fiber, I follow a lot of great women and doctors on Instagram who really talk about like Dr. Amy Shaw and Dr. Mary Claire Haber, the importance of fiber, getting 25 milligrams of fiber every day in your diet, probiotics, just eating like an anti-inflammatory diet is really just going to be helpful overall and in managing your symptoms and also just feeling good. Yeah, that's those are pillars, right? And then- I would layer that with what we said earlier with stress, like what, what in your life is stressing you out? How can you eliminate stress? Do you have relationships in your life that are creating chaos? Can you navigate those and try to minimize contact or remove situations? Yeah. Take journal, go for a walk outside, do some breath work, yoga, meditation, whatever works for you. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Grounding and yeah, all that is is really important. And then back to the diet, that's where I healed my body after 20 years of being unwell was through nutrition and learning what is inflammatory. Do your homework and you'll be surprised and then having the discipline to make certain foods that you might love, sometimes foods, special yep. occasion foods, and the rest of the time you're eating pretty clean and you're getting in your sleep and your exercise and your meditation. And and one of my w- one of the things that I implemented a couple of years ago is green drinks every morning into my okay. into my diet. I do seasonal vegetables and I put in spirulina, matcha powder some cinnamon mushrooms, different blends of mushrooms and kelp and a little avocado. And like every morning I know that I already got, my body has been fed a a boost of greens and I feel it when I don't have it. So just doing like little things that you can do to really just improve your overall well-being is really important. And then what about post-menopause. What does that look like? I'm curious. And are there ways that you can help minimize any effects going into that aside from what we've just talked about and what are things to look forward to? (laughs) So post-menopause is actually just after you hit menopause. So menopause is the, when you go 12 months without a period. So Mm -hmm. that's like a day. Okay. It's been 12 months. And then officially after that, you're post-menopausal. So that's I think just maintaining, again, whether you're taking hormone replacement therapy or you're using supplements and dietary changes in terms of lifestyle changes to manage your symptoms, your symptoms, I think for many people will subside. I don't have night sweats anymore. I never had hot flashes, which is great, but I did have night sweats, still have the brain fog, the mood swings, some of that still persists. The insomnia, again, I think exercise helps with that, but I do religiously take the sleep support or use the glow down with my sleepy girl mocktail drink. So I think it's knowing what symptoms are bothersome and helping to manage those. Yeah, that's important. And I like the fact that you brought up the osteoporosis too. And to really just, yeah, it's important to have check-ins, make Mm -hmm. sure that you like your gynecologist and 
have dialogue and create a history so that you can see what's normal for you. What's not normal. Do you run a little bit hotter or colder than the baseline? Like that's important to know too, so that you can, uh, I know my aunt, I I learned that from my aunt. She was like a degree under normal. And so whenever they take her temperature, she'd have to tell them, Hey, I'm a degree cooler. So I'm actually running a fever. So just knowing what your baseline is and just really getting in tune with your body. And and that sometimes means slowing down a little bit Yeah, to reacquaint. It's so funny that you say that because my baseline is usually like 97.7. If I took my temperature right now, I'd probably be like, yeah, it's just under, it's just under regular and normal. Yeah. 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 And then the other thing I just, I find fascinating, but regarding osteoporosis, there's studies that have been done, clinical studies that calcium is not good, ladies, <laughs> people. Calcium is not good. It actually has been linked to heart disease. And as you'll see on the shelf, you'll see a lot less calcium on the shelves as supplements. The new quote calcium um, K2. K2 has been proven to calcify bones and decalcify arteries. It's found in in the fat of grass fed ruminant animals. And it's created because when they are chewing the grass and it goes into one of the compartments and they spit it up and they're chewing their cud and it goes into another compartment. And when it's fermenting, that fermentation of the K2 vitamin stores in the fat and that fat of grass fed hundred percent grass fed, because there's a lot of this is grass fed, but it's grain fed at the end. That's not good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be really careful. But K2 supplementation also in conjunction with D3, like there needs to be a balance is really important to help calcify the bones. And that's something mm-hmm. you can do naturally too. But I just, I always like to put that out there because people think, oh, I'm going to take calcium and it's going to help calcify my bones. And it's actually it's really not good for you. Though. Yeah. My, my endocrinologist actually told me to discontinue my calcium supplement, but again, I'm not a clinician. So talk to your yeah. provider, but talk to yeah. your provider. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. these are good things to be aware of because somebody might say, Oh, I've been taking calcium and I'm super healthy and you never know. Yeah. So just, yeah, I always say that don't take my word, go yeah. talk to your provider, yeah. go do your research, yeah. but here's some information. So one of the questions that I love to ask all my guests is if this was the last message that you could broadcast out to the world, what would you want everyone to know? I'd say be your own advocate, whether that's with your health and pushing your doctor. If you're having symptoms, don't get brushed off. Bring, if you do have information, bring that forward, do your research and advocate for your health. If if you feel something's off, then make sure you're getting the treatment you need. But whether that's in the rest of your life, whether it's at work or in other situations, you're one of one. So advocate for yourself and do what's best for you. Absolutely. That's such good advice. And tell us how people can find you. Glowmenopause.com is our website. If you sign up for emails, you get 15% off your order. So definitely take advantage of that. Amazing. On Instagram and TikTok, you can find me at glowmenopause. G-L-O-W menopause. And then on Facebook, the business page is glow menopause solutions. So follow along. I I love on social media to use humor as a way to destigmatize menopause, get people talking about it. So yeah, we, I try to have a lot of fun on social media. I like that. And then tell me, I'm always curious. My brain's always thinking, but how did you come up with the name glow menopause? So When you think of menopause, or if many people think of menopause, you think of a shriveled up 
woman dried yeah. up. If you Google menopause, that's one image. Yeah. That's what you'd be presented with. You're shrinking. And, yeah. Yes. And that's not the case. I, I feel I turned 50. I launched this business and I feel amazing. This is the second half of my life. So I think that you can, in menopause, it's a time to glow from the inside as well as from the outside. Yeah. I think it just, the connotation of glow, you're radiating positivity. So I think menopause is that time to shine. And that's where I came up with it. I love that. (laughs) I love it because I feel every year that I get older, I I love it because like I'm gaining wisdom and life experience and just with that comes this level of, of certainty and, and confidence. And yet also you learn from mistakes and you learn how to be a little more trepidatious in certain areas. Yeah. <laughs> but and just so grateful to be here, right? It's, yeah. It's at this age, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, it is. It is. And I really appreciate you doing what you do and showing up and sharing and creating a space for women to go. And if you're a man listening, share this episode with your significant other, your family, your partner, whoever it is, because we need to get information. And sometimes, especially women, like we're busy, we're shuttling kids and we're working and we don't have time to stop and say, what about me? So if you're hearing this and you're a man, don't just assume that your partner or wife knows about menopause. They might not, and they might not even realize that they're experiencing symptoms. And as you heard earlier, it could be in your thirties, it could be in your fifties. So share it and let's try to create normalcy around this topic. And it's something that's natural and we need to embrace it and know how to just float down that river and accept it and try to do it with as much support and grace as possible. And I guess it's one other layer is be very compassionate with yourself, right? Beautifully said. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add today, Amy? I appreciate you having me on. I love that you bring people together to learn how to be healthy and joyful. And it's just wonderful. The messages you're spreading as well. Oh, thank you. It was great to have you and please check Amy out. We'll put all of her links in the show notes and reach out to her with any questions. Please share her information with a friend. I think ladies, she's somebody that you need to follow and really glean from because her content's spectacular and she just has such a beautiful heart of sharing. And I really appreciate all you're doing, Amy. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right, everyone else until next time, be well. You just finished another episode of Limitless Healing, where we dive into all things wellness. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would share it with your friends and family. Together, we can plant seeds of hope that leads to transformation in our lives and the lives of those we love. Let's get healthy together.